News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. I'm Alan Gilbreth with DarkOakMedia.com. And I'm Maximilian, wishing a very happy birthday today to Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, oh my gosh, America's hero, right? I mean, does anybody have anything bad to say about Jimmy Stewart? If you do... You're going to have to go through me. Alan, I, I'm so. just going, no, no, no. Um, what a cool uh, dude. Jimmy Jimmy made possibly my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. It's Is gonna it going to be some movie nobody's ever heard of. Oh, no, it's going to be Harvey. Oh, really? Harvey okay. was absolutely amazing for its time. Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart actually made you believe there was a six-foot-tall liquored-up rabbit walking around with him for an entire movie. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Astounding, and of course, Max, you'd love his uh, military service, right? Oh, of course. Just as humble as he could be, he goes, "I just don't want to be treated any differently than anybody else, or whatever." But yeah, very happy birthday. I wonder how old he'd be today, about 120 or something. Max. Oh my gosh. Well, he was born in 1908. Okay, there here we go. go. I was, I was close. All right. Uh, well, you've heard, you're hearing the voice that I didn't get to properly introduce because he can't contain himself. We do have our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling in the house. All right, all right. Uh, and Jay, you brought along a guest today, uh, Joe Denton, who is the GAF Territory Manager. Joe, uh, hey, welcome to Tool Talk, man. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, good to have you. So, well, let's uh, let's set the table, Alan. I don't even know where to begin. I'm looking at my, you know, sometimes I'm guilty of over teasing and we don't get to everything that. So I have mm, to pick and choose uh, what we're going to discuss. So let's let's this one. I think we'll get to. You, you're really gung-ho in our tool tales. You're really gung-ho about this new 40-volt battery-powered chainsaw. I have you know, to say I'm tempted myself. Uh, well, you know, you and I have had the battle over cords versus uh, cordless yeah. for years. And I got to tell you, battery technology is uh, growing in leaps and bounds. Yep, absolutely. I just realized something. Jay's sitting right next to me, and we didn't even give out the phone number yet. So It's all right. You threw me off, sir. Uh, you can call or text us today at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go. There's uh, two Facebook pages you need to visit today. Mm. Jump over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, check out what we've got going on in there. There's a couple of posts. Uh, we, we, we um, you know, I posted our must-have item of the week. And we got a uh, we got a text at the very end of the show last week of, uh, we want to give it a shout-out to our buddy Danny, who's mm-hmm. listening to the show up while he was cleaning out his gutters, and uh, he he sent wow. us a great picture. He <laughs> fell dedication. off the roof moments later. Yeah, yeah but, no, uh, he didn't. No, he yeah, didn't. but uh, anyway, uh, so you can get in touch with us that way. Then after you've done that, scoot on over to the News Talk ninety eight mm-hmm. nine the Roar uh, Facebook page, and you can watch the show. If you want to know what Jay Hill looks like, Jay, you're on camera. Uh, oh I hope my you're goodness. prepared for that. <laughs> Say hello, Women know. and children. So, Kill the camera. Kill it. Yeah, we're broadcasting uh, today uh, live. So if you want to see what it looks like, you know, the limited view of the studio. Mm. But, you know, what you can see is pretty nice. So you can watch the show unfold in real time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, in our great moments in building history, Alan, this is a little different because we're, we're going to celebrate something that hasn't been built yet. Mostly because of the conversation it, it it's going to introduce, but it is the Sky Mile Tower uh, in Japan, which is destined to be finished in 2045. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess we got a lot of lead time on this. <laughs> well, but, uh, there's going to be a lot to um, 
there's going to be a lot to solve. Hey, Jay has plenty going. of time to um, uh, pitch in the contract for roofing this thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe you can yeah. get that get that job, Jay. <laughs> Do you but, have to have a license to build that? Yeah. Okay. But uh, but the reason is because obviously there's there's all sorts of uh, current implications that yeah. we want to discuss. So it's going to open a broader conversation. And uh, you know what? We got a lot of other stuff. Alan's Week in Review said. Uh, I just put Alan's week went down the toilet. It did. Okay. And that's <laughs> not, I'm not going to tease Literally. anymore oh, well. because uh, it's just, you don't know where the show is going to go. So let's properly introduce, uh, though, our good buddy, Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. So, uh, Jay, it's always good to have you here. Well, thank you, you. Always great to be here, man. It really, really is. This is one of our the highlights of our, our month. And we normally get in here a couple of times a, a month, of course, but it's just, it's just fun. I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity, not only for, for our company, but I think a great opportunity for the listeners too, you know, to, to try to help them solve some of their building challenges, if you will. Absolutely. So, and Joe, uh, you, so you must work closely with Jay. I do. You Which got any Joe? Dirt on him that you want to shoot? No. Okay. <laughs> we hadn't got enough time. Okay. But Joe, you're the uh, you're the territory manager for GAF, and man, we talk about GAF just about every week on this show because you guys are just we we like the you're all about innovation and you're always at the cutting edge of technology and I don't know I, it seems like a really innovative company. Man, so. It absolutely is. We're a hundred percent company owned or independent, I should say, and the the ownership group does a great job of financing the R&D department and just giving them room to grow and to, just to develop whatever they can develop. Yeah. We've got, like right now, three or four things in the pipeline I couldn't even talk about. We can't twist it out of you? Nah, well, okay. one's a metal shingle. Um, <laughs> but a lot of this stuff is in testing, so we're just yeah. waiting to see what it's, you know, how it tests out and um, leaks, stuff like that. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, we need to, Jay, we need to make make this a regular feature because we're always, like I said, we're always talking about GAF and now we've got a rep. Yeah, he didn't there, even so. know that. But that he doesn't realize all the free uh, uh, kudos that GAF's been getting ever since I've been yoked with y'all. But, you know, I, all the listeners know, I think, that know me yeah. by now know that I'm exclusively yoked with GAF. So, I mean, I've had an opportunity to go with anybody I want to, but GAF is just what Joe said they are. I mean, they represent the market in a way just second to none. Yeah. And uh, they're just there, and they are the cutting edge of technology, and it's just been a great relationship. What do you got, Max? Hey, Joe and Joe, I got a text from Joe, oh, geez, okay. all right. with all right. a question. What does Joe, Joe want to say? I had my siding replaced last summer with Hardy Board, and they took off all the gutters and didn't put a drip edge back on. Is this a big deal, and is it a job you could do? Our roof is not that old. Thanks. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we're jumping into questions right now. So, Absolutely. Jay, what do you? That, I'm throwing that to you, man. Yeah, it, it is. Like. It is a job that you can do. It's always best to put drip edge in when you're putting on a roof. At least it's easier. Uh, if they didn't put the gutters back on, that is a plus because then the uh, drip edge can actually uh, be slid up under the first run of shingles, if you will, and then come down the fascia board. If you decide you want to add gutters, then the gutters, of course, would go on last, but certainly something you can do. Now, keep in mind what drip edge is for the people that aren't the caller right now. Drip edge is designed to help you uh, basically dissipate the rainwater that comes off of your roof line and keep it off of your fascia board, which typically will always... Uh, end up rotting that fascia board, and you see it all mm -hmm. over town. Now, it's a Shelby County code item, but it's not enforced. So you can go buy a new home right now that's probably had 10, 12 inspection passes without drip edge, but it is in the IRC of Shelby County code. Um, a lot of your insurance companies on insurance claims, if you have code coverage, which a lot of them do, will actually pay to install that 
uh, at time of re-roof. Um, but I think it's a great idea. It's on my home. I know it's on Joe's. I know it's on y'all's because I did it. Um, so having said that, the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, it, and it's and it's affordable. Of course, depending on how big your home is. But it's 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 something that's uh, it costs about what the gutters cost. Jay, tell them what a drip edge looks like. Because, you know, we like to paint a picture here. I mean, Man, I know what it is. That's a hard picture <laughs> to paint. Um, it's, it's metal, it, right? I yeah, mean. it comes in 8 and 10-foot strips, but it's basically an aluminum apparatus, if you will, that can go anywhere from 3 to 6 inches on the flat plane that goes up onto the decking surface itself mm-hmm. and will extend down on the fascia board anywhere from an inch and a half up to 3, 3 and a half, 4 inches, depending on uh, the pitch of your roof because the pitch of your roof is going to dictate where those rafter tails are and what kind of opening that you have there. Uh, and i tell you where we sell a lot of drippage if you've got critter problems. Because if you call one of these critter places, and I'm not knocking them, but if you call one of these places, I mean, they are extremely expensive to come out and try to, you know, shore up those uh, uh, those decking edges around the face around the perimeter of your home to keep varmints out. So drippage can actually accomplish that. We did a roof. On Monday, As a matter of fact, Joe was there. That was a uh, which a, Joe? Uh, I know. I know. Is <laughs> it Joe the listener? Or Joe, uh, you know, Joe Denton. Okay. Uh, with GAF, and uh, it was a fourteen twelve pitch, sixteen twelve in some places. So where that stops in terms of pitch leaves a big opening between where the uh, decking <laughs> stops and the fascia actually begins. And when I drove up to the house, this is ironic, I saw two squirrels on the top of her roof. And I thought, hmm, she's going to have some squirrel problems. And she just bought the home, five children. Having said all that, once we got that roof tore off and we saw that gap like that, I recommended drip edge because that was the time to do it. And we installed six-inch drip edge which fully came down and closed that opening for her to keep the critters out over the long run. That, that's a totally different um, problem than the protecting your fascia. Right? Well, it's two. Because but it's, it's two, two for it's one. It's two right? products in well, one. Yeah. It is. But typically, a drip edge is it's a bent metal, an L shape, mm-hmm. come down the fascia, which is a fascia board that runs across the front of the roof right below your shingles. So it runs about two inches down that and then just about an inch up your deck underneath right. the shingles. The problem with housing around here or the construction is is that when the builders have built these houses, they leave, like Jay was saying, a two, three, sometimes a six-inch gap. And so the shingles are just covering that. Mm -hmm. You imagine squirrels, roof rats Mm. go underneath your shingles and then straight into the attic. They don't even have to chew anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've been (laughs) fighting. We we posted (laughs) pictures of that a few weeks ago. Roof rats are a big deal in Memphis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to at least make it a challenge for them. (laughs) Right. All right. Hey, uh, Joe, I'm curious, though. You know, GAF, okay, I, I just, you know, you think of shingles, that seems like a very temporary thing. You think of roofing uh, as being something that maybe, uh, I don't know, I can't imagine giving a lifetime transferable warranty on a roofing system. And yet you guys do that. And we do. That's a that's kind of a big deal, man. And so both you must of y'all really got be, that, by the mm, way. Yeah, we both, roof. Alan and I both have those. But I'm really curious, is anybody else out there doing that or, you know? Well, yes. So GAF has what we call a certification program and about three to five percent of the contractors in any given market are certified with GAF. J status is what we call master elite and GAF developed in what we call enhanced warranties. And on the the commercial side, flat roofing side forever, there's been what they call NDL or no dollar limit warranties. The basic shingle warranties are written for the manufacturers. They're written 
so that um, when the homeowner, if they get a new roof, for instance, GAF, and they don't go with an enhanced warranty, you get a 10-year non-prorated warranty for a lifetime shingle. During that first 10 years, if there's a manufacturing defect, GF is going to pay to put it back on and pay for the bad material. But guess what? We're not paying for tear-off. Neither is our competition. So if you're getting a roof, you always want to ask your contractor about an enhanced warranty because what Jay's talking about, if you get our enhanced warranty system plus, silver pledge, golden pledge, you're covered 50 years, non-prorated. So if there's a problem with the shingle, GF is going to tear it off, put it back on, make it right 100%, no money out of the homeowner's pocket. There you go. And it's transferable at no charge. Yeah. Which is the segue, as, as I was telling you earlier, the home that we're talking about, the the big gap in the sixteen twelve pitch on Monday, Joe is out there with me, and I'm Which looking. Joe? <laughs> is, is this going to last the whole yeah. show? Oh, uh, yeah. And we're looking across the street, and we recognize a GAF shingle that was built in the infancy of architectural shingles, if you will, early 2000s. Right. And you see this. Well, that's not true. Infancy is back in the 60s. We developed and we invented the timberline shingle. I'm talking about what we know in the marketplace. They they really came out mid to late 90s. That's when we started putting them on houses. In this market. You're off mic, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds like I'm off topic, too. It's funny. You know, you guys, uh, unless you're watching on the uh, studio cam, you don't get the Royal Retreat studio cam, I yes, should say, yes, Alan. Yes. Uh, you don't get to see it. It looks like you guys spar quite a bit, right? I mean, no. You guys As a matter of fact, I'll never see him again or... after today. <laughs> okay. Uh, but what I'm There's saying an is. We, dynamic here, Alan. So. We <laughs> noticed this defect from this right. shingle, regardless of, of when it was, you know, available. Uh, and so, so this was 15 years ago when this well, got this put one on, was right? put on in 2021 or 22. We know that now oh, because okay. we got the paperwork. But anyway, we approached the, the widow right across the street and said, said "Hey, we see the scared the crap out of her. Really? Yeah, I'm sure you did. did. <laughs> yeah. And who knocks on your door and says, "Hey, listen, uh, we're with GAF and we can get you a free roof. It's not going to cost you anything." And she's like, no, we didn't say that at first. We found well, out not at she first, had the we warranty. Got, yeah, well, we found out that she had the right. She had the warranty that we were talking right, about right, right now. So this is this is why we're talking about this. And so she has an opportunity. She's not acted on it yet, but literally, she's got a defective shingle that is covered under this same enhanced warranty that Joe is talking about. That is twenty two years old. There you and go. And GAF is going to assume the liability. If she decides to move forward with it, she's still talking to her daughter. You know, she's she's right. she's, she's she's a senior. Well, and, there's uh, a lot to process here when somebody looks at you and goes, "Oh, by the way, exactly. we were driving by and saw your roof, and you get a free one." Yeah, yeah you, you no, need to process like that. Like ten men, we're right, going to put right. you on the front of uh, you know siding monthly. And yeah, do you mind? We'll put <laughs> yeah, your home. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. It's none of that. So yeah, we, it did scare her a little bit, but that is a real story of. A manufacturer's defect yeah. and a shingle that's covered under warranty for life. I mean, it's unbelievable. First exactly. 50 years. So it's real. That's what I mean. It's like, I, I don't know any other. I, I've never heard of that, Alan. I mean, it's just sort of. A, well, it, it's, it's going to be pushing forward. What I find is amazing is that, you know, basically when you look at the logistics of shipping roofing, it's something like one third of all shingles used today is GAF or or the number might actually be higher. Um, that's, it, that's, it varies that, from market to market. It, it does, um, but just sure. the overall just, you know, kind of, and I'm like, you know, that that's a lot of product. It is. And that is a stunning amount of product when you consider, you know, the, the size of the areas that your product's being used in. Absolutely. And your product is being used in very different areas. 
Oh, so I mean, yeah. New Mexico, New Mexico roofing, not necessarily dealing no. with the same issues no. as Memphis Here's, roofing. You know, the, one of the biggest differences is algae uh, between here and New Mexico. It's a dry climate out right. there. You know, here in the southeast, southwest, it's it's a horrible issue. Um, blue-green algae. It's the black streaks you see on the roof. Yes. turns black because it's protecting itself from the UV rays of the sun, but it's blue-green algae. And you either use copper or um, mainly copper is mixed in with the granules of the shingles when they're being made, and that's what sheds the uh, or kills the algae. And what he's speaking about there is the new stain guard that's in the Timberline HDZ shingle, which is literally a copper and I think some other things in it too, right, Joe? Yep. Capsule that looks like one of the granules that's the color of your shingle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's a time-release We deal. call it a PAR, P-A-R, polypropylene algae relief or something. But we're the only manufacturer that has this. We invented this actually about two or three years ago. So if you look, if you imagine just a grain, grain of sand a little bit bigger that's copper encased in granules, that's what the copper is on most all shingles that's how they get it into the shingles so you still have the color the copper doesn't change the color the problem is is that that encapsulated copper over time stops emitting the copper it stops leaching right gf has invented this plastic capsule that's sprinkled throughout the shingle and it's time release so that cracks over a period of time so we're giving a 25 year algae warranty now that's a prorated warranty um, you can't do anything about algae, but for the first, Jay can offer a 15-year non-prorated warranty, and we'll clean it for 15 years. Um, nobody's going to be able to keep algae off a roof. It's just impossible. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing to think about, too, uh, is that it's just algae, and although it is a eyesore, there's actually solutions to actually cleaning those mm-hmm. uh, and, and making your roof look just darn near brand new. Oh, yeah. You're mostly going to see that the way we're situated on the equator, right, Joe, uh, on the north side of your home here. If your home faces the north, mm-hmm. it's going to have the black streaks that Joe's yeah. indicated. North, north. Yeah, you can, you can drive around town, and that's, that's pretty apparent. And I was actually going to ask about that. You guys yeah. just kind of beat me to the question uh, because people do ask me on occasion, you know, well, is this damaging my roof? And it's like, well, let me put it this way. It's an organic that will build up yes, over time. And once it builds up enough, it's now a bed for something else. Yeah. Well, what moss you see, or yeah, something else. The moss comes when you have um, shaded houses, shaded roofs. Yep. Um, the moss, I would be concerned more about that because it's going to trap moisture, keep moisture. Hold the moisture yeah, against exactly. the roof. Right. And, you know, roof only sheds water. It's not waterproof. So, right. Yeah. I got a question, and you're going to – because when, when we start talking about that, what it, what my mind goes to is uh, – Alan, you know my feeling about pressure washers. I don't know. Mm. I'm just not the biggest fan of pressure washers. But I do see people cleaning roofs with pressure washers. I got things a great like story. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I, I want to ask – because you're talking about algae. My my feeling about algae or anything is usually you need – you might blast it off with that pressure washer, but you didn't kill it. Yeah, and you have to have And you're just damaging it. your roof, right? Do yeah. not – Put a pressure washer to an asphalt shingle. Thank you. I'm okay. going to tell you right now. <laughs> Literally, it can come off by, again, by spraying the solution that we have on it and washing it off with a hose. It comes off like right. that. Mm-hmm. This is a funny, quick story, though. We got called on a call way back in the day when we were first getting started. It was a guy that my brother actually knew. And we go to the house. Uh, I said, look, they're having all kinds of problems with this roof. I mean, they're trying to get it right. 
we got over there and uh, and and we were going to file an insurance claim for them. And we got up and inspected the roof. I mean, they're like no granules on the <laughs> roof at all. It's just like this black wow. mat, like a doormat. I'd never seen nothing like it in my life. Well, the insurance guy's coming, okay? Yeah, right. So I pulled my guy across. I said, man, this, I've never seen anything like it. He said, I know it's just the stubbornest thing. I did the best I could with the pressure washer, but it just turned out won't come off. And I'm like, oh, well, don't say that out loud when he gets here. But he had gotten up with a pressure washer and literally blasted off all the granules off of the mat. That's a true story. Hey, and the great thing is the granules don't prevent the shingle from leaking. The asphalt. The does. great so, thing is, is the insurance. Yeah, granules give it color and paid and for the roof, it. but yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh, brother. Okay. Hey. Uh, yeah. So that suffice to say, you know what else? It's dangerous being up there with a with a yeah, pressure washer that's got you know. Yeah. Don't don't just, pressure just wash. Don't no. do. The no. best one I ever saw was a, a guy in a Spider Man costume uh, pressure washing a roof. That was a pretty good video. But hey, Jay, and I'm sure you you love. You always wear your Spider-Man outfit, right, Jay, when you're doing that? Right. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Jay, how do people get in touch with Big M Roofing and Remodeling? Best way is 901-484-5645. That's actually my direct number. Most people just call me there. I'll generally always get back with you within within an hour or so. Um, of course, go to our website. Just tons of information there. BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. Full gallery of a lot of the work that we've done all the uh, trades that we represent, everything. And we're basically exterior guys, as everybody knows. But anything for the exterior of your home. Um, but that's the best way to get us. Okay. And Jay prefers it if you call him really late, like at 3 in the morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're listening exactly. to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 989 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. The likelihood of you dying violently within the next five minutes is 87.61%. You are about to get me killed. We will both die because of your negligence. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Well, I mean, that's, you know, you get robots on the job, Alan. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's what happens. State of AI. You haven't in. hired any robots, have you, Jay? We haven't. Okay. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com, our pal Max over there behind the glass, our good buddy Jay Hill, mm -hmm. the man himself, and here with uh, Joe Denton, GAF Territory Manager. And then, of course, we're getting texts from people named Joe. If your name's Joe, I don't know. I mean, if right. you want to add to the confusion, go ahead and... Call or text I, I need us. at I least care. two more Joes out there to call in. Yeah. You so. need to call in. Just Seriously. If you've never called in before, you really need to call in now just to make my morning. If we're going <laughs> to get any calls, it's probably going to be today because it's Joe Day. Yeah, it's all Joe Day. So you can call like or Joe text Day. us, uh, ironically, at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And we also invite you to watch the show uh, on the mm. Royal Retreat Studio Cam, Alan, they just need to we zip do. over to the uh, News Talk 98.9 The Roar web uh, Facebook page. Yes, it's, it's going now. Uh, Max is conveniently off camera as as usual. <laughs> uh, you know, I get people asking me, "What is what does Max look like? What's his problem? Is he, uh, you know, why is he always 
he's sort of like the man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, Not he's the our, bonanza, but he, little, he's Joe. Junior, he's, little Joe. Little uh, Joe. He's a junior uh, guy behind the curtain in Oz. So. Although uh, technically, I guess I'm behind the glass. Okay. Yes. All right. So anyway, it's all about that. And then, of course, we also invite you to go to our uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like over there. And um, uh, later in the show, Alan, we're going to talk in our great moments in building history. We're talking about something that hasn't been built yet, but it's uh, the Sky Mile Tower that's going to be going up in 2045 in, in Tokyo, Japan, it's, uh, mostly because it's leading to bigger discussions. That you know, yeah, Funny the words bigger. Yeah, it's this is going to be a huge discussion. Yeah, Oof. so uh, it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, like we said, we'd love to hear from you as well. So, hey, guys, in a minute, we're going to continue our discussion with uh, Jay and Joe. Mm. More st Jay and Joe. Jay, okay. Jay, Jay. We're, we're, we're rolling a theme. That's we're right. rolling with a theme. Okay, before we get to that, though, I do want to uh, give a shout-out to our good buddy uh, Larry Brown from Brown mm -hmm. Refrigeration because, uh, you know, we we only deal with the best here, Jay. I mean, uh, as much as it, you know, kills me to give you compliments and stuff, I, I got to admit. <laughs> I know it does. Our sponsors are top-notch, and, of course, that holds true with uh, Larry Brown from Brown Refrigeration. If you have any HVAC needs, for one thing, they uh, – Cutting edge technology. Now they're train. They they're partnered up with Train. Alan, mm -hmm. Yes, and, they uh, are. Uh, tr they're a train dealership, and that's because Train, you know, more it, it's the best. So, uh, and also they are always um, interested not only in uh, you know HVAC. It's also the clean air technology. I love the Remy Halo system that they deal with. Uh, that because you know we're 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 in the process of getting our new. Uh, we're going to be getting a new unit from Brown mm. Refrigeration, Alan, and my wife and I have been discussing. We absolutely are doing the Remy Halo. Oh, you got to. It's pretty it's amazing, and, and it's very affordable. And if you've got a system. And you want to add that, that is a very easy thing to do. But uh, also, your HVAC system requires maintenance. And, uh, you know, we don't talk about this enough, Alan. Okay, if you just let Chuck and his truck come in and, and do the maintenance on your HVAC system, that's a bad idea. It's going to void the war. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. You don't want to do that. Your you HVAC do need a certified technician. Yes. It's very precise. So you want the relationship. It's a relationship that you have with your uh, HVAC company. And that's why you want to partner with Brown Refrigeration because they're the company that's going to be out there every uh, every six months or a year to uh, do the maintenance on it, to inspect it, to predict if there's going to be any problems down the road. They're just a rock-solid company. And, of course, Larry Brown, they, they they created a great business culture over there. So we uh, wholeheartedly endorse Brown Refrigeration. You can get in touch with them. Uh, you can call them at 901-362-1881 or go to their very short uh, and easy-to-remember website, uh, Jay, brownref.com. You know, a little shorter than... Uh, Big M roofing and remodeling, isn't it? So it's like, but uh, yeah, but it's know. easy to remember. Both of them are easy to remember. You so. know, if you had a choice, and, and this is why that happened because people ask me that sometimes. You know, he's very defensive well, when I bring it's that. It's not up. that so, I'm defensive. It's just I could have been Big M Roofing dot net. No, we don't want that. So no. You got to so be I, a dot com. And so, so you had to add remodeling because it was took yeah. the guy wanted two thousand dollars, and I said I'm not doing that. Yeah, right. But bigmroofingandremodeling.com tells you exactly what it does. So you it know, does. Good for you. It does. All right, um, Max. I guess uh, we got some people. Oh, well, Joe. We kind of opened up Pandora's box. We got Robbie on the line first, but we also got another Joe on the line. Yes. Okay, these Joes are. So yes. the right. Joes well, are taking well, over. But we got Robbie first. Day. All right, cue it up, Max. Uh, let's talk to Robbie. So, Robbie, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning, guys. Robbie, how's it going, man? So, uh, man, uh, is is this the Robbie that we? Uh, our model yep, listener. Be Robbie. Yep. <laughs> well, what's cooking today, man? Guy. 
appreciate you being here. So what's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just getting ready for a birthday party today. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to call the show and uh, just tell everybody that Jay Hill, he does what he says he's going to do. And he does everything that you guys say he's going to do, too. You know, I had a roof in the house I bought about four years ago that wasn't in the greatest shape when we bought the house. And uh, we had been shopping, you know, for probably about the last two years to try to get a new roof put on the house and got a few estimates. And, you know, they're really high. You know, roofs aren't cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, especially when you got a big house and with a high pitch and all that and lots of gables and valleys and stuff. And, uh, you know, it had a little bit of damage on the roof when we first got to the house. And... Uh, couple of roofers i had people come by and look at it and they said we didn't have any claim issues and uh we have some kind of policy that doesn't uh pay a hundred percent on there jay knows exactly what i got i'm not an insurance guy but jay is and that's the right. thing and it and so a, a few days after that storm well actually the morning after the big storm that came through about a month ago you know i noticed about five or six shingles laying in my yard Mm. And I was listening. I was listening to the show that day. Jay was actually going over to Arkansas to look at some uh, roofs and stuff. And uh, my wife, we have talked about this for a while. She didn't want to file a claim on insurance. She thought that we wouldn't get any money, and we would end up paying a deductible. And you know, the juice, the squeeze, wouldn't be worth the juice. We wouldn't get any. <laughs> oh, that's a good uh, one. Right. You know, and so. <laughs> You know, but I had been listening to the show for a few months, and you guys are big advocates. And me and you talked, Joe, back and forth. I kind of harassed you during the week. Oh, yeah. You know, like some some weird fan, of course. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was like, look, what's it going to hurt to call Jay? You know, uh, it's get him out here and see what he can do for us. My wife was on the fence. You can ask Jay. She was very skeptical. Mm. She didn't, uh, she didn't want to, to make this move. And so the very first time that I've met Jay, I met him by myself and he was <laughs> like, Robbie, you can do what you want to do. If you want, don't want to file a claim, that's fine. But why don't we just give it a try? I think you got something here and we can work with it. And he says, if you want to, we can get Autumn back over here and, uh, I'll talk to her and try to win her over. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what the man did. That's what he did. And we went through the process that he recommended. And I'm going to tell you, man, he came through 100%. I'm glad that I listened to him. I'm glad that I listened to you guys. And my wife is 100% sold on Jay Hill Big M roofing now. Well, there wow. you go. We've wow. said, yeah, yeah. Jay, what do you have to say about I'm that? I'm just, man, I tell you what, I'm six feet off the ground right now. Robbie, good morning, and, and uh, to your, your lovely wife, Autumn. Good morning wife, to Autumn. you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the point that this really brings up, Robbie, if you don't mind me saying, is this, and we see it all the time, uh, literally – you know, if you have an automobile wreck, unfortunately, the, you know, the lawyers have spent so much money teaching you to, you know, turn your wreck into a check and call this guy and that guy that you don't think twice about it. Every now and then you'll run into a homeowner that's like, yeah, I don't want to do that to my insurance company. I'm like, what? 
Why? How much money right. have you That's paid exactly them over the years? Right. Yeah, and then you pay all these premiums, you know, and you never make any claims. They never make. Y'all, y'all had one claim from a freeze claim that everybody in town had four or five, six years ago. But here's the main point. The main point is, is that you cannot be judge and jury. We talk about on this show all the time how critical, critical that that inspection is, that pre-inspection. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you call in a claim unless I think we may have a better, better than average chance of being successful. A lot of these guys run around with guys that have been in the business for three weeks. They don't want to knock on your door. They say, oh, yeah, we can get your roof done. Let's call in a claim. Worst thing you can do is call in a claim when you don't have a way to go. You don't want to do that. So so we come out, we do the inspection, and, Robbie, this is exactly the way it went down. I'm looking at your roof, and I'm going, man, there's a lot of damage here. Yeah, he said, but my wife, you know, we've just got we've got this ACV policy, and they're not going to pay for anything. And this Jay, is, what's an ACV policy? That's the difference. That's where we're going. There's two distinct types of policies in this marketplace, and just about all of them. One is an ACV, which is an actual cash value policy, versus an RCV policy, which is a replacement cost value policy. The only difference is this: an actual cash value policy, if you've got the damage, okay will depreciate the damage, and you'll get an actual cash value payment after whatever your deductible is, okay? But if you've got a $15,000 roof and a 20-year shingle, for instance, and you depreciate that after deductible, there's still eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 there. Replacement cost policy, which again costs more, okay? Mm-hmm. Once we install the new roof and prove to the insurance company that we took you back to the state that you were in before, before the damage occurred, then they're going to release the replacement cost benefits and the only exposure you would have had would have been your actual deductible. So a lot of people get confused that ACV is just going to pay to repair. That's not the case. Yeah. They're just not going to play replacement cost. Okay. Well, Robbie, man, that's a great testimony. We appreciate it. So thanks, Robbie on, and right? We appreciate y'all, and we'll be in touch this week and get your new roof going, okay? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So you have, to put the, you have to put Have a blessed on. day. Okay. Yeah, I love the show. I love the show. You guys have a good one. Thanks, Thanks, Robbie. Appreciate it, man. All right, Max, uh, you said we got another. What are the odds? Another Joe? All right. (laughs) Joe, are you there, man? I am here, man. I, the only way—that's the only way I can follow that last call—is my name is Joe. There we go. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Joe show, Joe. Well, what's cooking, I, I'm, Joe? I'm, I like your name. I don't know if it counts. I'm, I'm the same Joe that texted earlier. I just wanted to add to my text that uh, they did put the shingles back on. There's about a, a an inch um, gap there, uh, but the they, the soffit and fascia are both hardy board too. Uh, so would you, would you say that this is a, a, a crucial thing to get a, a drip edge put on, uh, ASAP? I like it, Joe. I, I mean, again, it, it was a code item for a reason. Uh, you know, if you're, do you have a lot of mature trees on the property that are close to the house? Um, they're not real close, but, but uh, we do have a lot of, uh, they can't get 
squirrels, no critters can get onto the roof from trees. Say that. <laughs> okay. Don't say those kind of things, Joe. <laughs> yeah. They're going to accept that as a challenge. Don't ever say that. That's well, like, yeah. hopefully, hopefully they're not listening to the show. Oh, they're listening. Trust yeah, me. They're working out actually right now <laughs> yeah. in the backyard doing bench presses. They're coming. Okay. Uh, yeah. Little you know, squirrel launch pads. Yeah. I think it's always hard to say. You know, if you've got an inch gap, you're probably okay if you don't have mature trees that are right there if you want some peace of mind i can tell you this though if anything does get up there they need the absolute smallest of space now i can tell you that like raccoons for instance uh, and squirrels they'll literally chew their way through the wood and this is what we've seen before and again we're not experts in this business but we've been exposed to it if they get in there and they nest and they, and they have the you know the babies are fixing to happen right there you're not going to keep them out. I don't care if you've got a master lock on the front oh, of yeah. it or a bank vault. <laughs> they're coming in, and they're going to stay, and they're going to have the kids, and they're going to go when they want to. Um, so, okay. you know, it's always, I think, you know, exercising on the side of caution to have that. Um, uh, but it's not the biggest gap that I've heard about. And, it, if you you know, I think I think it's just a judgment call on your, on your part. Now, here's what it will do. It will save uh-huh. your your face, your board over the long haul. I don't care what it's made out of. Right. Now, I don't know, Joe, man. I am so defensive against squirrel because, I mean, I had a battle for a good four or five years. Oh, yeah. And uh, once we got our new roof from uh, Big M Roofing, I will say, Jay, we got that mat. We got a pretty substantial drip edge because I told you what I was dealing with, and we haven't had them knock on wood. Now they're going to be listening and they're going to try to get in. But <laughs> well, it, the metal's it does, just and they're going to knock on the wood. Yeah, yeah, the metal's just well, tough to get through. It's not like a wood fascia. I mean, they're not they're not going to get through that most of the time. Right. Yeah, I would lean towards doing that, Joe. That's my personal opinion. It's affordable too. I mean, it, it, I, it, yeah. What's the square footage of your home, Joe? Uh, Thirty nine hundred. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a pretty big home. Um, so again, depending if you're doing the rakes and the eaves or just the rakes. Uh, you know, just just have to look at it, but we we can pull some satellite imagery that can tell us exactly what the perimeter length is, and and, and to do that, um, you'd have peace of mind. There's no question about that. Yeah. Well, Joe, we okay. appreciate you getting in touch, and uh, st- you know, continue to to get in touch and spread the word about Tool Talk, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. And I guess oh, happy yeah. well, Joe listen, Day. Listen to you guys. Yeah, I listen to you guys every week. Y'all have a great Joe Day. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thanks, too, man. man. Appreciate Thanks, Joe. it. So. Um, hey, speaking of Joe, I wanted to ask you guys. So, well, there you go, Jay. You got you got some fans out there, man. Wow. So, uh, don't go getting a big head and don't. Get, <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Two. He's gonna, <laughs> you don't he's know how it's stuff. been, Joe. He's going to demand like a new chair and some fancy headphones. But hey, Jay, I, I was curious because you were telling us that uh, as long as we're just you know shoveling out the love today <laughs> you said you're getting a lot of uh, you really are getting a lot of calls though from the show. So I think it's worth at least. You know, giving you know, some shout-outs to people. Yeah, so. it's, it's been an incredible experience uh, for me. I, uh, You know, I don't do any advertising. I've said that before on the show. Uh, I met you guys, what, at the home show of the Mid-South? A few what, years ago. A few yeah. years ago. And Joe approached me, and he actually had a roof deal, and we started talking, hitting it off. And then the next thing you know, I find out y'all do this show. And I thought, well, this would be fun. So this is one of those things that it's, it has developed over time. But, you know, coming in here and, of course, us being an anchor sponsor of the show, it's just been unbelievable. Just it's fun talking to the folks. People call in. They have real-life questions. And we've got some 
real life answers most of the time, and it's just it's been good for everybody, and we sure have enjoyed it. It's been effective for us. Oh yeah, yep. Well, real quick before we run out of time, we we got a text in. Actually, technically two. This is just a random one. I'll start with. It says, "Is Alan a Wooddale alumni?" And this is a guy named Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Does he owe me money? Yes, uh, is yes. Wooddale oh, a prison, or yeah. is it, uh, <laughs> or is it uh, you know, whatever? What well, is Wooddale? Well, it was Wooddale? debatable on occasion. So, okay. Uh, yes. Yes, I am. What is so, Wooddale? You talking about a high school? Yeah, it is a high oh, school. Okay. Yes. And then the so second, somebody just went. He had hair in 1978. There you <laughs> go. So, uh, all right. All righty. So, yes. Yes, I did go to Wooddale High School. Hey, thanks for the question. That was another Joe, you said? Another Joe. Okay. Yes. This is Joe Day. All right. Second, and this is from Agent 732. Does GAF Joe know how powerful those new solar shingles are going to be? Okay. Well, let's talk. You know, we haven't discussed those because that's still something kind of in development, right? Right. Okay. Um, let's talk about the solar shingles, though. Okay. So, solar the traditional solar roofs are what we call a rack or deck system. They're about two mm -hmm. inches high. They have to be installed through the roof. So you've got, you know, however many panels you would have to put on the roof, depending on the kilowatts you're going to try to run for the house. You have that many bolts going into your rafters, um, potential leaks, that sort of thing. So GAF, talking about innovation, um, developed a shingle that will be put directly to the roof and nailed to the roof it's a solar shingle um the shingle's about four feet long about uh maybe 18 inches wide and it's put on what we call a piece of tpo which is commercial roofing and the contractor will just nail that directly to the deck right so mm, okay it, we, the kilowatts i'm not sure i'm not the the um solar guy but we will have a plant up and running outside of Austin by the end of the year, and hopefully it'll be widely available by then. Yeah, I saw because wow. um, what I saw, I was watching a bunch of videos in preparation for this uh, mm -hmm. today, Joe, and it looks like um, the approach, because, you know, okay, solar panels, we've seen these out. They are mm -hmm. thick, they're big, and there's a gap between them and the roof, but the, right. the bigger issue is you're dealing with two different contractors, So, and you're putting big six-inch bolts into you're putting yeah, you're a big bolt a roof. into yes. your That's, roof. Well, that, that is the difference that he's talking about right, right. there. This is a shingle. This is that th 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 takes solar. Right. This is not a solar panel that's just covering your roof and acting as a shingle. This is a real shingle and it's yeah. seamless, that harvests power. And they say, it's almost, they almost call it a uh, wafer. Thi I mean, it is almost, it's just barely thicker I, than, a, than a normal shingle. I bet maybe half an inch of that. Maybe quarter inch. Because I was watching, wow. uh, I was watching videos about guys installing them out in California. I, I feel like it's still in a developmental stage, like you said. But the nice thing is, you can walk on them. They're they go on just like oh, a you shingle, can, so you're you gonna can have... jump up and down on them. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's it's past development. It's just GF typical GF. We get excited, introduce new products. The right. production's not there yet, and that we didn't realize GAF how popular this was going to be. So oh, I we're think trying it's to be we're trying to figure big. out how to get it to the public. We just we sell our shingles through distribution. Mm -hmm. So you have distri distributors that Jay buys through. So one thing that Jeff is worried about is the handling of the solar shingle inside distribution. You know whether that gets torn up. You got a lot of forklifts moving around. So they're just trying to figure out that and what they're going to do. Oh, that's a good point. But then yeah. you also have to have a master electrician. So keep that in mind. So you, know, you either have it on staff as right. a contractor or you have to have someone that's knows solar. Well, the, the installation part of it looks pretty streamlined to me, that which oh, is nice. And easy. I mean, and it looks like in terms of 
doing the job of a shingle. It does the job of a shingle, but it's also absolutely you know. But absolutely. all that harvested power, I'm asking a question myself. Yeah. All that harvested power is going to have to come to some central collection point, which is the electrician, right? That's and the inverter that you have to do. Inverter, with it. inverter. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Right. Yeah. So it, you've got to have someone who knows that side of it. And GAF has been reluctant just to release this to contractors without having that because of the headaches it'll cause the homeowner. Well, in other words, so you almost have to set up like a, a kind of an infrastructure and a network before you just put these but out because somebody has to know. You do, and there's right. contractors across the country that do that. They've specialized in solar, and they've they've got the electrician or, or access to him. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is the cautionary tale of making sure, like with GAF and, right. and with Jay over here, is a master elite installer. He's practiced and trained in your systems. Absolutely. So we want to make sure that this, as this new system becomes more and more mainstream. Sure. You read this, you know, guys, you know, Joe and Joe, my Joe and I always talk about how water is the enemy, <laughs> but now we're going to be adding electricity to the mix. And you know what? Water will wash your house down and make it right. Electricity gonna burn you up. Yeah. So you gotta make sure these things are done and done properly. There's yeah. gonna be licenses. Uh, there's gonna be certifications. Yes. There's gonna be some stuff that's over and beyond what your traditional asphalt shingle contractor can do right now. That he's gonna right. have to well, be you're extremely state well regulations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there there is a reason um, for the caution. There's a reason right. why. Just because we can make it doesn't necessarily means it needs to be sitting on a shelf at a big box store. Right, and yep. our, our master elite contractors like Jay will be able to install it. I don't know if Jay wants to install it, though. I mean, it might be something that um, just just too much sugar for a dime, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to get the elect to get your electrician and all of that out well, there. Well, no, it's it's not that I would never not be open to any of the new technology. I think my only fear, if you will, coming in is it's just like if you watch Shark Tank. When somebody's pitching a product to one of those sharks, they talk about what their cost of the product is now. But if they do this, this, and this, and this, they can get the cost down where it's more affordable. This stuff right now, in my opinion, is not affordable. This is going to be in the GF, though, the first shingle that's actually going to mm. be able to collect. You know, where's that price point going to be? Because what nobody has said so far right. is what's available right now runs about $30 a foot. So a 2,000-square-foot home is sixty grand. So I don't know if it's going to be that much. No, I'm just talking about what's available right now that's on the market. Oh, okay. Now, five yeah. years from now, we've that's got a new ballgame. At the, the end thing. of the year, it's, we'll it's be in mass production at, at the end of the year, so you're, the cost is going to come down just because of that. And that's what we need awesome. to see. Well, that's but the thing is, see. they're still they're, they're innovating. So you got, yeah. hey, let's uh, – let's lots going on. You guys, the hour, where did that first hour go? Um, you guys, can you stick around wow. for a few minutes at the top of the hour? We want to tie this up and, sure. uh, before we send you away. So That's you're good. listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Hour one is in the can, but stay tuned for hour two. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. You killer mics. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com, our pal Max over there behind the glass, the loudmouth Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling, and his very civil guest, uh, Joe Denton, the GAF Territory Manager. 
uh, from you know a, a cohort of J, of Jays. You, you so you see Jay a lot more than we do, right, uh, Joe? Um, I don't know about that. I see him a couple of times a month, maybe something like that. We love Jay. He does have his faults, though. For one thing, he knows nothing about geek culture, which you know, and he and That's he loves to distract yeah, me ten seconds before we go back on the air. So, uh, if you want to call in and reprimand Jay, you can get in touch with him at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at nine zero one six eight three. 0989 and we also invite you to go to facebook uh visit stop over at two pages stop over mm. at the tool talk radio facebook page and check out what we're doing over there give us a like and then uh jump over to the news talk 98.9 the roar uh facebook page and you can watch the show being done jay hills on camera uh do you remember that right jay I, yes i did okay <laughs> you're behaving yourself and uh, you know you shaved this morning that's good so yeah. I can't say I did, but uh, hey, you guys! Before the break, we wanted to uh, we wanted to tie up a, a conversation we were having because we kind of ran up against the clock. But uh, we were talking, you know, uh, Joe uh, Joe Denton here. Uh, you're with you're the um, you're with GAF. You're a territory manager. You're kind of a little bit more in the know with uh, some of the development that's going on. And we were talking about the the uh, new solar shingles, which to me the upside is they go on basically like real shingles. There's still uh, there's still things to be worked out, right? Logistically, but I, I like the GAF is always thinking ahead. I mean, I guess that's the part I like. Oh, absolutely. The the um, holy grail, if you will, is for GAF is a non-asphaltic shingle that performs like an asphalt shingle. Right. And we're not even close to that that I know of. Now we could be with R and D. Um, if, if you go to corporate a lot, there's a lot of NDAs signed a lot of times. Um, I bet. to get mm-hmm. to get into the R and D building. So it's it's pretty cool that they do that. So, but we always hear about non-asphaltic, right? And uh, but but the idea is it's going to be so. If you call in the future and you want a, a solar roof with GAF, you're not going to call two different. Um, you're not going to call two different contractors. You're you're roofing. Con- you're going to call, call Jay, con- yes. and he's going to be the one contractor. He's either going to do it or he's going to you know do the roof and have someone else install the the solar. But he can install the solar. He's just going to have to have an electrician to do it. And right. you'll have to have the solar certification from GAF. I assure you. Yes. Just like we've got green certification. There's a lot of certifications you can have with GAF other than Master Elite. You can be a Master Elite along with these additional certifications that make it you know. Uh, right for you to be able to do those applications as well. But everybody's obviously going to have to be factory trained on, on those types of things. Yes. But uh, the the thing is, I still think in five years or maybe 10 years, roofs are going to be a lot different. You know, I agree. I, I think so. And, uh, it, and it's all good. I mean, it's all positive development. So, but Jay, we didn't get a chance to give out your number and your contacts. So how do people get in touch with uh, GA or with uh, Jay Hill? Best way to get us is nine zero one four eight four five six four five. That's my direct cell. Take calls all day, seven days a week, twenty four seven, and a lot of information, of course, on our website, which a lot of people comment quite a bit on. Big M Roofing and Remodeling dot com, where literally you can see all the trades that we represent, all of our certifications. Um, all of our credentials, as I call it, too. I mean, everything from our liability insurance to our certifications with GAF, our state of Tennessee contractor's license and all that stuff. We believe in being very transparent. The more you know about us, the better we look, and that's the way we want to always be in the market. Absolutely. I give you grief, Jay, but you are a rock. When it comes to your business, 
yeah, rock solid, man. So well, thank you, sir. Uh, but I got to keep you humble too. So okay, <laughs> you do hey, a good job. Hey, uh, are you guys going to stick around a little bit? We have other matters to discuss, and uh, we're going to get to those now. So stick around for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right, Max, uh, hit it, man. So. Alan, this is, uh, we're going to get to our must-have item of the week, which is pretty, I mean, it's about as basic as you can get. However, it's one of those things, when you need it, you need it, man. So well, tell people the, what I'm holding up. You have the updated version. You have the infamous uh, Workman's Hanging Light. Yep. However, you have battery-powered and LED. Uh, is our camera on? Okay, now it's back. So I'm holding it up to the camera. Uh, well, hold on. I think the camera light, whatever. But it is, okay, Alan, this thing is as light as it can be. It has a little, uh, it's it's a ultra bright. I don't know what, how they've done this, but this thing is, it's powered by just a couple of uh, mm-hmm. AA batteries. But man, you talk about bright. This thing could light up a whole room. It does. And it's even got a little nifty magnet on the side. We keep this on our refrigerator for power outage or whatever. But um, I, just, the, the, man, flashlights are really improved since, uh, well, you know, the, the LED is just one go. of those weird kind of almost accidents in the fact that it's nothing more than a simple semiconductor where the outside coating has been shaved down so thin, the photon output blares through. That's yeah. exactly what I thought I was about to say, yeah. Jay, I was like, well, I understood about it. I understood about it. Dropped the mic moment right there. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Because, you know, that's sort of the whole well, thing. LED people, is changing everything. Well, everybody looks at LED, but nobody really gets what an LED is. I have is. no idea. Tell us. Well, tell us, man. It, it, is, it is exactly that. It's a semiconductor. All right, you have a conductor like copper, mm-hmm. which just electricity passes through. Then you have an entire class of semiconductors that allow certain amounts of electricity through. Right. But what we didn't realize in the early computer days, because we were putting all these thick coatings on things, was that photons were, the light particles, were a waste product Mm. or a byproduct of moving electricity through it. And somebody, and I'll have to look it up, I don't remember right now, made a really thin really thin semiconductor and it lit up next thing you know everybody's like "Ooh, (laughs) now we got an led so So leds were one of those accidental discoveries well it was accidentally on purpose we suspected but until somebody actually did it yeah and then once we've now gotten the hang of it because leds have been around for quite some time of they they've been around over 20 years but now that the manufacturing of it is really on point LEDs have gotten ridiculously cheap. That's the thing. This flashlight, I think we spent five bucks for. Yeah. And the thing works great. I mean. And it is bright. Mm -hmm. You don't have a bulb burning out of. And to be honest, you don't have a bulb that's reacting to environmental. And I dare say I could probably drop this off of a 15 foot, you know, whatever. And it's not going to break. Or, you know, even if it breaks, I get a sense that it's the light's going to. I don't know. Well, you have to. It's not going to shatter from the impact. Right. Well, you're not going to break the bulb. Right. There's no bulbs. Yeah. There's not a glass bulb in there. There's a little flat strip, and there's going to be some little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope the camera was on for that. Yeah. Jay just blinded himself. (laughs) Dad, dumb. If you look at it, there's no bulb. There's just some tiny little metal bumps Mm -hmm. running down of just a printed circuit strip, and when you put power to this, they really throw some light. You know, and this technology 
is maturing and getting better and better and better and cheaper. Well, uh, I, th I feel like we're going to talk a little bit about batteries because I, I know in a yeah. minute when we get to our tool tables, but you're making me think of something else, Alan. Uh, basically, I don't know about you guys, but I used to have the, the, the you know, 20 pack of AA batteries, mm. the, ten, the whatever of AAA. We would have a drawer and it was for batteries and we don't really have that anymore. I mean, most, most of the things we use these days are either uh, – rechargeable or we might have a few batteries laying around for like the tv remote but <laughs> i i gotta feel like that's a good development right now i mean recharge rechargeable battery technology well seems see that, to have advanced right well, well I mean, what i think about when you say that though is i think about you know everything you know trying to go green in terms of electric versus petroleum or oil-based stuff and i think about what a blessing that is to have an alternative and when you say you know, here we are in the LED, and I get all that, but one day if what could go wrong with that where an alternative source could not still be a good option? I, I, maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know. But it, if everything goes one way and that's all you've got, it's kind of like the attitude I guess I've had about computers all these years. One day <laughs> these computers go south. It's going to be a problem. Oh yeah, I remember Y two K the whole. Day. Yeah, and although that didn't happen, that's the same point. No, but you I know? mean, we we didn't know. We thought. No, Do you we didn't want know. electricity or solar or, you know, battery powered to be the only source of power that's available? You know, Jay, you just teed up a. Go ahead, Max. Maybe he. Oh. I bet Max and I are thinking this. I was going to go ahead and say that we actually got a text from Keith and at kind of adding to what Alan wasn't able to figure out the name of the person who kind of came help with led his name was henry joseph round yes henry Joe. Joseph. okay cool yes. thanks more joes yes uh, wait i thought his name was keith so. no i meant the person who helped with the led henry joseph, joseph. round yes. we're up to about six joes today yep. so. yeah. <laughs> yeah but but um <laughs> gotta keep up the joe tally one thing and we're gonna get to this in our great moments in building history which is a perfect way to cue it up uh jay is I, I totally agree. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, there's there's a lot of different cleaner alternatives. I, I don't care what you say, though. To me, the idea that you just dig oil out of the ground, and, and, I mean, we're going to run out at some point. Mm -hmm. We can't just keep burning fossil fuel, so we got to figure this out. But I like the idea of going for, you know, many different types of technology. Well, at some point, you have the accumulation of knowledge and technology. So the answer is not A or B or C. It's D, right. all of the above. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, will there will there be a point where we uh, don't need a gasoline-powered device? Probably right. not. We'll probably always have that alter alternative. Yeah. For there are going to be certain cases where certain technologies are just better. And there are other, but however, for the bulk option, we're constantly growing and evolving because, you know, at one point in time, a big old stack of lumber and some candles was the height of technology. And then we got into forced gas and then we discovered that, oh, there's something called tuberculosis if you breathe too much of that. <laughs> right. And then, you know, you kind of go down human history and we kind of stumble from one technology to the next. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, all right, we do live in basically sci-fi at this point of, I, I, I loved the one complaint I got from a, a minor level writer on the Star Trek shows who said, you don't really get it. We're trying to be sci-fi. Yeah. He goes, almost everything we think of, almost anything we get a step ahead of you guys 
is gonna come out at CES in a year. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean our uh, our our iPhones are way more advanced than oh. uh, Kirk's communicator. Wouldn't you agree, Jay? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that. Actually, what I was about to say is this: yeah. I, I just I just want to be grandfathered in. Okay. <laughs> and seriously, we well, are. Yeah, because I mean, you know, the, age. Yeah. well, the generations are going to decide what they want to use. Mm -hmm. You know, whether yeah. you know, like. You, you can't hardly teach a, a, a second grader today that the concept of analog time because mm -hmm. there's not any analog clocks anymore, that type of thing. So I like to be grandfathered in and have the option that I could die using petroleum if I wanted to. So <laughs> what scares me is when I hear all the forced like by 2024, yeah, all petroleum, you know, products are banned. Well, I'm like, yeah, everybody. Has I want to be grandfathered in. Yeah, be grandfathered uh, in. You know, I kind of agree with you. I think the free market usually solves it. If you make something better, it, people are going to want it, and it'll, yep. you know, the other unless you live in California itself. and they'll ram it down your throat or something like that. That's all right, what Jay, I'm we don't do the politics <laughs> here, so. But anyway, and uh, I'm not trying to. Okay, hey, uh, so Alan. Um, in a minute, we're going to get to more battery talk. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. going to trigger Jay anyway. But uh, <laughs> I want you to tell us about our new sponsor. All righty. Well, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. Cameras are being brought to you by the Royal Retreat, which is of adult-assisted living. So if you have reached that point in time in your family relationships and life that uh, you need a little help, uh, it's time to call our friends over there. You can get in touch with Lana Candela at 901-563-2210. Uh, they are conveniently located at 6551 Knight Arnold Road, which is kind of in between everybody. Yeah. So you want to be between East Memphis, Collierville, Germantown, access to... Good freeway uh, access, I, too. Yeah, 385 and 240. Everything's right there nice and close. Good, clean building, nice people. Uh, it's one of these things, give them a call or go take a tour of the facility. Right. They're happy to tour you around. Absolutely. And, uh, Alana, uh, uh, Alana Candela. Lana. Mm -hmm. Lana Candela. Lana Candela. Sounds like a Hollywood actress's name or something. Well, Is she, she in showbiz? I, I don't think so, but she, you know, she does a fantastic job of uh, answering questions and making sure you're comfortable with your decisions. All right. Awesome. Yeah, and it's an important thing. I mean, we it's all a big are going to deal with it. And, uh, you know, uh, Jay, um, you know. No offense, but you're getting closer to that uh, age. We got to start thinking about it. So, uh, you know, I mean, okay. <laughs> Jay, you and I are in the same boat, man. Don't okay. worry about it. Hey, uh, very good. Uh, we love Royal uh, the Royal Retreat. Uh, yes. Home, so, all right. Hey, Alan, uh, let's, uh, let's, boy, we're moving around a lot, but let's, I think we're going to continue the battery talk, but uh, we're going to exchange uh, a tool tale. And so. now, tool tales with Tool Talk Radio. There we go. So, all right. So, uh, very peaceful. We're, mm. you know, the we're gonna sit around the fire here and exchange. But this is one tool. It's tale. not an actual fire, right? <laughs> but Alan, you've been talking. Uh, you know, Jay. For what it's worth, I'm I'm not in. Uh, I'm kind of in your boat. I don't like. To, I I never like to be forced into things. I always want to, you know, come to the decisions myself. And for years, I was very resistant to battery powered tools. I just I don't know. But then, because my big thing, of course, I've said it many times, was the torque and the uh, mm -hmm. and the battery storage because I just felt like they wore out. But I am 100% converted now because, man, I just feel like they've improved it so much. And I like that I don't have to plug convenience, in. Convenience, convenience, convenience. It is. 
So I you're would. a battery a battery man. I, I just for that that's gotten to a mm-hmm. place where it makes sense. Um, right. But I was watching somebody sitting waiting for their car to get charged up the other day when I gassed <laughs> mine up and I was gone. I'm like, what a waste of time. Well, I don't know. But when you have battery tools, you always have three or four. Like I've got four batteries, so I just mm-hmm. while one is charging. But Alan, uh, you're kind of leaning towards this new uh, battery powered chainsaw. I don't know if it's well, new, but it's improved. We've had battery powered chainsaws for twenty something years that were in my humble opinion absolutely terrible okay uh just really didn't have the just really didn't have the power just didn't have that that um gas powered enthusiasm <laughs> of however yeah however of you know i'm gonna pick go back years ago joe joe used to you know make fun of me we'd be working on a job together and He'd be dragging his cord around and hauling his drill up the ladder and trying not to hang himself and trying to fall off that thing. And then, you know, he begrudgingly would look at me and go, pass me your, you know, hey, man, throw me up your drill. Oh, you mean the thing without the cord, without the stuff? Yeah. Well, all right, the technologies for that, the, the tool companies have totally embraced. You know, we got battery systems. You can now run a hundred different tools off a single battery system. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're ramping it up and we're getting from the 18 volt systems, we're jumping to 40 volt systems. Yeah. And what's the difference? Now, is that, that for the mower, power mowers? Chainsaw? Well, yeah, the the difference is, is bigger stuff. Yeah. Big leaf blowers of tree trimmers. A lot of the, I call them bushwhackers, the bush trimmers and stuff. Of yeah. uh, All of that. Eh, some of them are okay at 18 volts, but just, again, lacked what I'm going to say is gasoline enthusiasm. This didn't have that power. Now we got 40-volt systems. And I last night I was helping a, a friend look at these things because she's looking to make a purchase. You got lawnmowers that on a single battery charge are far exceeding the tank of gas. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going, you know, if you've got a battery on the charger and you got a battery on this machine, according to the box, that would be 24 football fields worth of cutting. It. I, I mean, I I bought a I bought a electric mower you a few did. years ago, and it's held up great. And you know, my yard is no. I mean, it's a it's almost an acre of property, and it is. Uh, you know, I'll just be honest. There's crabgrass. There's yeah, there's a lot of things to cut through, and it it works. I mean, I do have to change does batteries. A, does but, a great job yeah. of. I saw the new replacement backpack leaf blower, mm-hmm. uh, forty volt, mm-hmm. and this thing produces more air than the unit next to it. Of that, uh, uh is all gasoline powered. Yeah. I've got one of those. I think it's 40 volt, the uh, the, the, the uh, trimmer. big square battery. Yeah. 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 Big square one. It's a trimmer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weed eater. Yeah. And, and you know well, that I don't way, use it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use them all the time. Do you? Of, and the big thing I saw was that they had now come out with a 12 inch, a 14 inch, and a 16 inch 40 volt chainsaw. Well, that's the one I'm, I'm wondering about. And, so. you know, I got one of those unsolicited you know you're standing there on the tool aisle you know we all got something to say about it right oh yeah so i'm sitting there on the tool aisle we're looking at this and guy leans over to me and goes i just bought one of those last week yeah and i'm like all right please don't tell me it disables a body quickly you know it's one of those oh yeah and he goes 
man, I should have got that years ago. Oh, my gosh, it's huge. And I went, really? He goes, no, no. This thing performs like you expect it to. He goes, I cleared out an entire backyard with the trees. Because, you know, that's and, the thing. I remember about the last time I used a chainsaw, having to crank it and try yeah. to get it to start. And then you're breathing in fumes when you're up on a ladder, oh, probably yeah. doing yeah. dangerous things. You don't really need to be doing that. So, yeah. And, well, you know, this guy was uh, just one of these unsolicited. Now, you know, for, for full disclosure, I haven't bought one yet. Keyword. Yet. <laughs> I'm tempted because we gotta cut some limbs at our Yeah, house, I am so. I am really tempted that you know it's it's time to take the forty volt step because uh, I do have one of the uh eighteen volt power inverters. Okay. Uh, picked I saw those at one of the shows not long ago. Wow is that massively convenient on a job site when you got something to plug in and this thing will convert an eighteen volt battery to hundred and twenty volts for a device. Yeah. All right. Like Man. a fan. <laughs> and, and and then you just have to wonder what are what are these things gonna be like in it's, five years? Oh, it's this is like, amazing stuff. Yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff, man. So, uh, well, Jay, you've got battery power tools, so I mean, yeah, know. yeah, I've got some. Okay. And again, I mean, my only thing when we're talking about the automobiles and stuff like that is again those the convenience of those things have made sense. They right. are as good, if not more convenient, than the old deal. The automobile, we, you know, we're talking about the, the mileage that yeah. you can go on a, on a charge and type of that. That's the stuff that's got to be worked out. Okay, and we'll work it out. We'll work it out here Sounds on Tool good. Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, it's going to be our great moments in building history. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. The Baylor can flatten a car engine. It can cut off your arm and crush your entire body without skipping a beat. How many people a year do you think get their arms cut off in a Baylor? Baylor? I hardly know her. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And keep Jay away from the Baylor during the uh, company <laughs> oh Christmas party. I can just tell you that. I've seen some things, Jay. Sorry, man. Well, the battery-operated ones will be better. <laughs> Absolutely. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com. Our pal Max over there behind the, uh, the glass. Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling, and his pal Joe Denton, the GAF Territory Manager. And now that we're out of time, it's been great listening. No, it's a, um, that's, a, that's a mouthful, Alan. Someone threw the show in the Baylor. No kidding. So you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling hotline at 901-683-0989, especially if you want to trigger Jay. It's not hard to do uh, if you want to have some fun. Or if your name's Joe, that seems to be oh, yeah. the theme we, we today. We need some more Joe calls. Do you realize, Joe, yeah. at some juncture, if I ever retaliate, it's not going to be good for you. No, no. I, I'm just letting you know up front. I'm, I'm aware. So uh, just but, remember, Jay, I'm your buddy. <laughs> uh, and also, we invite you to go to uh, to Facebook for a couple of reasons. You can go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, check out uh, the action over there, and also scoot on over to the News Talk 98.9 The Roar Facebook page if you want to watch the show. Well, if you want to watch, uh, what is it, three fifths of the show being done? Mm. Uh, Alan, I, and Jay are on camera, and Max and Joe have conveniently uh, turned their, their cameras Managed to off, hide. So yes. uh, they're hiding out. But uh, you can see what it looks like in here. I will tell you, the studio, what you can see of it looks great, Alan. I mean, mm -hmm. this, this, this studio is second to none. State of the art, beautiful, and uh, it's it's a it's a real treat to be here. So, um, also, I want to remind uh, you know we didn't mention this at the beginning of the show, Alan. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, we are brought to you. 
the cameras are brought to us by our mm. buddies uh, at Royal Retreat, the studio cams. Um, I got to get that on the list. I got to keep remembering mm. to say that. However, uh, I also want to throw something out. We introduced something last week, Alan. Um, apparently, there are places of business that play Tool Talk Radio on Ooh. Saturdays. Um, and we want to give those people a shout out when that happens. And also... Alan, you've got these nifty little uh, Tool Talk Radio swag packs. I do indeed. So if you're a business, if you're a place of business that plays Tool Talk Radio, let us know, and uh, Alan's going to drop by with some goodies for you. And Absolutely. And we'll give you a shout-out because uh, in gas stations, there's a lot of places that, yeah. that listen to Tool Talk Radio. So uh, we appreciate that support, folks. So, All right, now, uh, Max, uh, I've been waiting for this all day. I can't wait. And now, great moments in building history. Also, if you've got an opinion on where that mysterious voice comes from, I mean, that's oh, sort yeah. of the, uh, sort of the mystery. mystery of the show. Yeah, All right, Max, mystery. you brought this one to our attention, so uh, we're going to let you tee this one up. So. I wanted to bring something a little bit different to the table. We've talked about structures that have been and are, but I want to discuss a structure that will be. And this is going to... I mean, this is in the in the plans, so I, I think this is a legitimate conversation. So. Yes, so okay. we're all used to the idea of the Burj Khalifa, like mile, like, you know, half a mile skyscrapers and everything. Well, Tokyo wants to take it a step further. They want to build a structure that's twice the size of the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> no mm -hmm. big deal. Yeah. 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 No big deal. No big, you know, no, that's no big feat. But anyways, they're planning on by 2045, creating the Tokyo Sky Mile Tower. And what makes this a lot different versus the Burj Khalifa is it's more than just the tower. It also represents a different way of looking at urban development. Right. We've talked in the past about Frank Lloyd Wright and his structure called the Illinois, which was a mile high skyscraper that he conceived. Well, it's sort of a similar concept to what Frank Lloyd Wright wanted to do with it, with urban development. He foresaw the idea of using skyscrapers as a way of moving all the getting rid of all the excess buildings around it and everything by making one or a few large structures and then the rest of the area could be used for cultivating nature well the sky mile tower follows a very similar principle they want to have except they take it a step further yeah i'd say so yeah <laughs> they take it a step further by creating not only like not only a giant tower but they also have these hexagonal islands in the tokyo bay area and these could be used for residences, but they also are used for cultivating agriculture. Or in this case, this things where gets really interesting is using it as alternative sources of energy, using the salt water in the Bay Area to produce algae as a fuel source. Because we've talked about before the idea of algae being a replacement or an alternative to modern day con conventional petroleum. Like a biofuel, right? A biofuel, exactly. Right. So, Max, one thing about this, because Tokyo is, I, I, I think I'm right. This is the isn't Tokyo the most crowded city in the in the world? I mean, if it's not, it's it's among the most crowded. So they basically have no more real estate left. What this, the, what's interesting about this, Max, is uh, you didn't mention that the the Sky Mile Tower is going to be built out in Tokyo Bay. So it's going to be in the water. And you, you get on to it either, islands. By, either get to it by boat or underwater tubes like trains and stuff like that. So exactly that part is what's inter is what's interesting to me because you know Tokyo uh, in Japan they're dealing with earthquakes 
uh, tsunamis. Uh, you wouldn't think that a structure like issues. this would be good enough for an area like that because it's like, all right, you get rattled by tsunamis all the time. Isn't this thing just going to topple down? Well, what are you going to do in order to combat that? See, I have a whole different view, but there's a lot of features that come into play in this discussion. So that's a my first question is, what would it be like to because it's going to be almost like a city unto itself. What would it be like to live that high up in the air all the time? Well, what does that do to you? Well, mentally? if you're motion sickness or you have yeah. seasickness, dude, that's going to be that thing's going to be swaying all the time, right? I feel like it has to sway a little, right, Max? To uh, actually has to sway a lot, but the height <laughs> yeah. is what gets me. So yeah, it does. Yes, yeah. it, it, will, oh, yeah. this, it needs this to be building flexible. will constantly be in motion. I'm grandfathered in the short building. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jay wants the first 50 floors only. Yeah, but um, but it's also supposed to be sustainable. And there, see, that's the reason. I, there's a lot of things about it that are very interesting. I'm not saying I'm ready to move into this place, but there are things that I think are worth paying attention to. Well, first off, it's it's not just a building, right? You're actually building a micro city. Oh, yeah. Let's just be it's almost like let's a macro. Just, this thing it, is big. Let's let's just be immediately honest. You are building basically a small city because this in thing the is yeah, it's designed to be like what 420, 421 floors, something like that. And it's also meant to house the skyscraper itself is meant to house fifty five thousand people, but the entire structure, in terms of like the in the Tokyo Bay area, is meant to house five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Mostly, I'm just thinking of the 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 commute. If you're on the those trains, better be go. You know, yeah. I mean, well, be Japan. This is no? George Jetson stuff, right? Oh here. yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Japan is known for its really efficient oh, railway well, systems. Yeah, their it's magnetic metros. railway system is amazing. Yeah, uh, they so. literally float trains on magnetism, and they're called bullet trains, and they move. Yeah, they move faster than fast. a speeding bullet. Yes. Uh, got news for you. The Flash has uh, got some competition of these things. So, all right, let's just start with all of the issues you've got to overcome. Yeah. Uh, number one, earthquakes. Right. So the building is going to have to be more than flexible enough and mounted properly with the proper earthquake protections so that, and I will tell you from having been in a number of earthquake-protected buildings, different floors are going to move different directions at different times. I, I had a question about that. Uh, so, so sorry, Alan, because you know when I'm interested, I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> so here's my thought. Okay, because this is built out into the bay. I don't know how deep the water is there. Let's just say it's 200 feet or 100 <gasps> feet, wherever it yeah, is. doesn't matter. We're talking about a I, mile. I still yeah. think there's something about that to me that would actually add a little bit of stability or – I mean, okay – if, if a building is sitting on, on land and you start shaking it or you start – you have a tsunami that rolls in and brushes up again, I, I feel like the water at the base of it is almost going to be a stabilizing force or almost like – I'm picturing it almost as cushioning. Uh, am I wrong in thinking that way? Uh, no. Of there's, there's a couple of things that have got to happen with the water. Okay. Uh, well, one, the building cannot sit on the water. It's going to be sitting through the water. I mean, it's anchored way under. It, the, it is yeah. going like to be bridge, in bedrock. Like the it Golden is going Gate to be in bedrock. And the right. bedrock shakes. And it's right. still going to shake and move. But then you're going to have what's just better known as the sheath. What you're going to have is a, a waterproof surrounding around the building that is going to be able to go up and down with the tides and up and down with water motion right because 
by the time they get this done, they're predicting the ocean around Japan will be a little bit higher than it is now. Well, see, that was the whole the, point the of base, this building, The base yeah. amount of water will have increased. So the whole idea behind how they're anchoring this thing is that, A, we are out in the water. Yeah. We're not getting all of the auxiliary shaking and liquefaction of the land. Yeah. So we're in the bedrock. And then we're going to have to take care of the ocean itself to keep it from getting in the building. Sorry, one more thing. Mm -hmm. Alan. So uh, when I lived in San Diego, you know, I, I I learned how to surf, although I was a terrible surfer. I just, but here's the thing I you do You were trolling remember. with large bait. So when, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're surfing or when you're just at the beach, we know this. So all of the impact, if you, okay, you paddle out. And the idea when you're surfing is you get past where the where the where the waves start to break. Yes. It's it's relatively peaceful out there. And then if you go inland a little bit, that's where all the impact and that's where all the break. So if you're out in the bay there, I'm feeling even if there was a tsunami or or a tidal wave or something, it's the the effects of it would be lessened out in the bay, wouldn't it? I mean, it's not it, it's 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 over at the beach and over at land well, it, where all of the violent impact is happening. Well, it's it's once the the ramp up to the shore begins, right? And what most people don't realize about a tidal wave, so to speak, is that it is not the horrible giant wave we see in movies. Mm -hmm. It is the forward pressing of the water. So if you watch like the Indonesian tsunami, it wasn't a gargantuan 100-foot-tall wave that came crashing right. over the top of everything. It is simply the fact that it's like turning on a hose. Yeah. And the water just keeps coming because mm -hmm. there's so much volume of water built up behind you that it just keeps pushing in. And it's millions and millions and millions of gallons. So you are correct. If we're far enough away from the shore, we're not getting the shore wave action. Right. And if something like a tsunami does come in, depending upon exactly where it's located, and I'm sure their engineers are working feverishly on this, is how much would the water level raise around the building and still have the building be safe? Yeah. Well, another thing to consider in addition to the tsunamis is also the idea of high winds and typhoons. And what the Sky Tower does really ingeniously, it almost looks like it shouldn't work, but I guess it does, is when you look at it, it can sit, it's kind of like a hexagon shaped and there are like three supporting pillars and everything that the structure and they kind of alternate as they go up. And so there's gaps in the building. There's like cantilevered mm -hmm. areas and it looks like it shouldn't work. It should all come crumbling down. But the purpose of that is to kind of combat with the winds. So mm -hmm. you have wind, you have the ability for winds to go through it rather than against it. Cause the Burj Khalifa is like a solid structure. They don't have any like gaps in between and everything that the winds could flow through it, it just goes around like it's kind of more aerodynamic in shape well this takes a little bit of a step further which is really interesting yeah i think so but there's a lot of i mean there's floating farms alan there's yes. uh they're harvesting cloud water what's yes. that all about matt you, we, you said you look that's <laughs> a part you like a tatooine right well so, but I mean. it kind of made me think of how when you get higher up in the structure it's harder for you to pump water up and so they kind of take advantage of the fact that they're at high altitudes by just harvesting what's already up there. And not only that, but they're also using the fact that when you go to a higher altitude, it's going to get cooler. So 
Why not use that in your cooling systems? See, I'm no already, bit of energy wasted. I'm already picturing the, the the marketing. So it's like you know bottled cloud water. I wonder if mm. that's better. You think bottled would cloud water taste fresher? Alan? Well, it I wouldn't mean, contain any iron. I mean, okay. Groundwater. What if a jet flies through there and it leaves a like a a, a vapor trail? Would that be you know? Uh, do we need to filter this stuff or? Well, I would definitely not trust anything that came from the outside <laughs> as a purified water. Yeah. Of but condensation trapping of water is is not a new technology. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's just a lot going on here with how are we going to cool it? How are we going to keep it? How are we going to run it? And they're also building into this the fact that agriculture will be taking place in the building. Right. Well, and outside, they got these floating pads of... Uh, have you looked it up, Joe? I thought I saw yeah, you Yeah, I was Googling looking it up. It's stuff, pretty so. interesting. Did you well, see these little hexagon floating... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. So they're going to have, like, you know, the, the floating disc, which res, which basically resemble the idea behind a lily pad. Right. You know, so, back to the air, though, or HVAC. Yeah. If you're that high and you're pulling air from a mile high, how cool is that? I mean, temperature-wise. I mean, yeah. Well, I wondered you have to about have a that. condenser. I mean, well, I mean, we we uh, I went to Denver. They call it the Mile High City, and you 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 have to get used to that kind of altitude. I guess I'm wondering if you're on the top floors, do they got to pump in oxygen? Do they, you know, or are you going to get lightheaded living up there? Uh, I guess if we well, have an apartment, they're going to offer that as a um, add-on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I don't know, but but Alan, you did say one other thing with it being out in the water. I have to believe there's always any, you know, our cars, any any type of um, technology, there always needs to be something that cools it off. Well, you're right in the middle of all this water. I'm right. sure that's got to be a benefit. Whatever functions need to be cooled, well, you'd run the water right through or something. However, so. I'm going to flip the script on that and go, however, it is saline. So you have water. I wondered about the salt part of it. And, yeah. But we're in salt water. Salt is a corrosive, and we all know that you ask anybody that lives by one of the Great Lakes, and your car rusts out pretty quickly and easily in those high-moisture environments. I had a question so, about that, Alan. Well, welcome to a lot of things that are going to have to be overcome. Okay, we've talked in the past about Roman concrete, and right. Roman concrete was made with seawater, which there's chemical <clears throat> reasons where basically it, re, it, it regrows itself, basically. Yes. And that's why the Colosseum still standing today. Well, could there be? I'm 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 assuming they factored this in. It is salt, so maybe there's something in the in the building materials that are going to be a where where the salt is actually a benefit to the. Is you know I don't know. I don't if know I were an engineer, I would be investigating that with great enthusiasm because yeah. the other thing to think about in any building, and this is the one topic nobody ever wants to talk about. And that is, what is the functional economic life of the building? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I know. Because... I keep wondering no, about Nobody that. really wants to go, well, at what point do we need to knock this down? Yeah, that's a big and, investment. Yeah, and, people 200 years from now are going to hate us. It's like, they, they're going to have all these skyscrapers that they're like, what do we do with this? What I mean, are they saying the yeah. estimated 2045 costs are of this structure? 100 billion. Somewhere around that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred billion. Yeah. yeah. So um. well, and and with all buildings, you know, all things are designed based on your thoughts today. So if you, th 
You want to see something funny? Look at, quote unquote, the world of tomorrow from 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. We don't live anywhere near like that, what the thoughts of what tomorrow we're going to be. But you know, that's you know a good why, point. You know why this stuff interests me, Alan, though? Because it's it's not just, okay, this building is going to be the be all, end all, whatever. It's more or less, it reminds me of NASA. And, um, you know, there's a lot of technology that they developed to get people to space that wound up being useful to us, like Velcro yes. or, I mean, any number Teflon. of things, our cell phone, Teflon. I mean, yeah. so there's a lot of invention that comes out of this kind of project or this oh, kind yeah. of thinking that's still helpful. I don't like I said. I'm not ready to move into to a half mile up in the air or something, but still, well, you know, here's kind of the thing of, you know, when epoxy came out, you know, it was basically a a really hard kind of glue that you could chemically time. Right. Of, I assure you, the person that came up with epoxy sitting there going, "Hey, it worked. These two things stuck together and won't come apart." They never had the idea that the epoxy could be an entire floor. Right. Or yeah. that it could be. What it would lead to. You yeah. know, the, the first guy that came up with a carbon fiber, you know, I'm sure they had an idea that, wow, we finally, we finally made this. But the true potential of it gets realized 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the line as more and more people add other inventions to it. Yeah. And what I like about this structure is that it kind of represents a shift in thinking. The I want to go back real quickly to a quote that I heard about like GAF with regards to its solar shingles. One of the people said that the, the idea of energy from every roof. And oh, I yeah. like that whole idea of not letting anything go to waste. Like they literally talk about the idea of harnessing kinetic energy from the movement of the trains in this transit system for the Sky Mile Tower. So I like the idea because, you, like you said, Joe, the idea of it having far-reaching consequences. Well, if we have structures or engines or whatever that harness energy from whatever it is it's already doing, that has a lot of like far-reaching positive implications outside of just a skyscraper. Yeah, it, it's funny because, Joe, yeah, I was thinking that, that G, GAF's culture – I like because, I mean, you don't, I mean, our first automobiles look nothing like they do today. You know, they, mm -hmm. they weren't nearly as efficient. But if somebody didn't just start the ball rolling and with that, so, I mean, these, the, the shingles you have today are going to be nothing compared to the ones you have 20 years from now. No, not so, at all. So, not at all. You need to innovate, man. You innovate in entrepreneurship. Um, just get out of the way. Let yeah. people have fun with it. And yeah. I like what Max said. Just start thinking differently. Well, and I will say this building, I mean, I have to believe between now and 2045, the plans may look a lot of different. Maybe it won't happen at all, but some of the things that they're talking about, I think, are very interesting. Well, one of the things that they're talking about in this is they're basically talking about building the Wonka Vader. <laughs> now, what is that? All right, re remember in Willy Wonka where he's talking about the elevator. Right. And the oh, kid yeah. goes, oh, yeah, big deal. You got an elevator. Everybody has one of those. He goes, no, 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 no. This is a Wonka Vader because... The way they're designing this building, an elevator is not only going to have to be able to go up. Mm -hmm. It's going to have to move over. It's, it's a lot like that. So uh, it's going to have to have cross cabling. Yeah. And it's also powered by magnets as opposed to cables. See, I, I keep thinking <laughs> magnets are going to play a big role in future technology to me. I, I don't know. So. Drastically. Of You know, there's so many different ideas that are going to be played with here 
And there's so many different technologies that are going to be used in unexpected ways. Yeah, yeah. And of, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more, uh, more buildings like winding up out in, in the bodies of water right by their big city. I don't know that I like that. I don't want to go to San Diego and have a big skyscraper on Pacific Beach or something. But uh, there may be, you know, maybe applications for some, some or, variation of that. But. Or urban development might look a lot of different. Maybe we'll have cities in the sky like they proposed with Venus. Who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened, so. Well, you know, when you look at these things and you kind of go, all right, why would we support a project like this that really honestly by 2100 may be abandoned? Yeah. It is just the the sheer innovation, the sheer audacity of trying to get this built. Because when you look at the, uh, you look at the Caliph, that thing is half a mile in the air. Yeah. The, the knowledge and the engineering that went into creating this and the fact that it's been up for a minute or two. And this building is not like, oh, we opened it last week. Yeah, it's over a decade old. This building has been there. And then you look at some of, we, we talked about the oldest bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, where somebody came along and went, look, we're tired of the bridge washing out. Yeah. Somebody get in here and build me a bridge that won't wash out. Right. Yeah. And a thousand years later, it's still being used. Well, gosh, we barely scratch the surface, but, um, you know, it is worth looking into and um, we'll probably follow this uh, story with great interest. Mm -hmm. So, hey, Jay, uh, it's fun having you guys on the show. I like to give Jay a lot of grief, but he's a, he's a good dude. Real quick, how do people get in touch with Big M Roofing and Remodeling? So, Best way is 901-484-5645. That's my direct sale. Or you can always go to our website, BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. And Joe Denton, uh, let's get you in here more regularly, man. Yeah, hey, I'd love it. Thanks yeah. for having me this morning. Absolutely. So uh, what, a, what a show. Lots of uh, innovation. Thanks to our callers and texters. Uh, but, Alan, it's time to get out of here, man. So on behalf of my buddy, Alan Gilbreth, our pal Max over there behind the glass, Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling, Joe Denton uh, with GAF, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio, and we'll see you next week.